I'm Dave Caselli. It's an absolute privilege and an honour to welcome the legendary Manhattans to the wonderful world of East Coast Gold. Mm. Gentlemen, welcome. How are you, Dave? Hello. Thank you. Uh, it's so good to see you. And, uh, Gerald, as I said to you in the foyer when you first arrived at East Coast Radio House, um, I don't expect you to remember me and Cape Town because you see so many different people in so many places. Yeah. But uh, we did meet at the Grand West Casino and you had a, a sold-out performance mm. um, in the casino a couple of years back now. Mm -hmm. It yeah. must have been three, yeah. three years maybe? Yeah, about somewhere three. around there. Yeah, yeah, three, three or four, three or four at, the, at the most. Ago. It was fantastic. Yeah. I oh, absolutely, every, every minute. So East Coast Gold plays sixties, seventies, and eighties music. Meaning we play your songs every day. Mm. <laughs> All right, that's great. <laughs> I thought I thought you'd be pleased about. Oh that. yes, mm. definitely. <laughs> now you've had a bit of a, a bit of a day today. It's been long, right? Yeah. So I really want to thank you for being here. Pleasure. What Our What pleasure. was the itinerary today, roughly? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> you got out of bed. Got out of bed. We were told we we're going to have breakfast. So we said, okay, well, we'll get that's, ready for that. But then we get in the vehicles and we go about 40 miles into the sky <laughs> <laughs> to the top of a mountain. And we had breakfast at the top of the mountain. Yeah, it was, was beautiful. Oh, wow. Absolutely it was stunning. Amazing. Thanks for the invite, hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then apparently you were at a, a shopping center as well. I think it was Cascade. Cascade. Shopping. We stopped mm -hmm. there. Yes. And uh, we did a meet and greet and had lunch and headed straight here. Yes, mm -hmm. and it took you two and a half hours in the traffic. It's terrible, right? <laughs> yeah. It really is busy. Um, Gerald, would you like to introduce the guys in the band? Okay. Uh, to my right in the middle is our newest member, mm -hmm. um, Weez. <laughs> Weez. Lawrence Newton, but his, his, we call him Weez. All right. Mm -hmm. He and replaced he, Dave Tyson. Dave passed away in February. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you settled in, obviously. Oh, things yeah. are looking good. Yes. So I believe that I'm a black man in a white man's body because <laughs> I just love R&B. And I grew up with it with yeah. Al Green and the Manhattans yeah. and the real thing and, and George Benson. So mm. I just love what you guys do. Thank you. And I can't you. wait to see you on stage on Saturday night. By the way, that's Troy on the end. The guy with the long hair. How can you forget hair. Troy? Flowing yeah. <laughs> You got a nerve. Take that. <laughs> just think in the morning. Flow, he doesn't, he, he doesn't have go. to do much with his hair. He just yeah. gets yeah. in the shower and shakes his just head. Shakes that's his it. Head. <laughs> Him and I have the same barber. Right. Yeah. <laughs> same barber. Oh, lovely. Spit and polish. That's right. That's yeah. It. All right, so Wikipedia says an American R&B vocal group, Kiss and Say Goodbye, 1976, and Shining Star in the 80s, mm. sold millions of copies. Uh, they've recorded 45 hits on the Billboard R&B charts, including 12 top 10 R&B hits in the U.S., and a Grammy Award for Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals. That is mm. not a bad CV, gents. Mm. <laughs> how does it feel when I read that and, and uh, that you've sold millions of records, Gerald? How does that feel for you? It's a, it's a wonderful feeling because I guess it's from the type of songs that we, we always sing and record and um, being humble to our fans is a wonderful feeling. Mm -hmm. Words can't express how wonderful it is. Do you know, I said to you last time when we spoke that a man of your age, and please take this with respect, right? Okay. Usually he could be in the garden <laughs> kicking a football around with yeah. his grandchildren. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, not traveling the world. Mm. Gerald, you're still doing it, man. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. 
forever is a blessing. You know, yeah, until I, until the old voice kicks out <laughs> <laughs> and the wheels fall off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other two gents, with how do you look at the whole traveling thing? I mean, you must be family people, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. How does that affect your life? Uh, this is an absolute gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute gift. To be still performing. To be still performing. I'm, I'm 45 years in. And wow. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's almost like a steady job, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of kind of is. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have it any other kind of way. I mean, this has been, for me, it's been, this is, actually, this week, this mm-hmm. performance will be my 10th performance anniversary. Wow. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. They so threw much. me in when I tell you <laughs> I got through in the meat grinder. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's okay. And he's still in there. But you and came out looking oh, good. Oh, I yeah. came out like steak. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly well done, but you know. <laughs> I was going to say medium Who wants raw steak? Eh? <laughs> oh, but, wow. but it's it's been a pleasure, mm-hmm. you know. Gerald Olsen is a living legend. Nobody is. And I have totally. worked with lots, and he is probably the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. Wow, Thank that's you. a big compliment, Thank isn't you. it? Yeah. Is he after more money? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see how this works out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there's so many people have done, co- I call them cover versions, right, mm-hmm. of your songs. I mean, I just looked through, and the list is absolutely mm-hmm. endless. Mm-hmm. Some of them I would imagine that you might be just okay with. Others you might go, wow. I want to ask you about one guy, and you probably know him, all of you. Barry White. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did the cover of Kiss and Say Goodbye. All right, what did, what did you think? Were you happy? <sighs> and how does that work? Barry White, does he pick you up at the phone and say, listen, gents, I want to, I want to sing one of your songs? You no, know, he, he gets... Sometimes if you have a relationship with him, with the artist, you may get a phone call. Um, I had the pleasure of... Um, working with Barry many times and he was a gentle giant nicest guy you want to meet and um, but I knew that if Barry did it with that voice it's over (laughs) Mm -hmm. massive baby boom with Barry White every time he sang right (laughs) and the Manhattans to a degree as well All right, so uh, Mick Jagger I want to bring him up Um, when they go on tour the Rolling Stones Mm -hmm. right and this is Mm -hmm. a fact he has a personal trainer who works with him for two months before he goes on tour um Apparently, he runs six kilometers on stage during a show. Mm. Now, yeah. I don't think you guys are going to do that, in all no, honesty, no. on Saturday night. But the question for me is, how do you prepare to, to come on tour, which is mentally and physically demanding? Mm-hmm. You know, they say when you're doing something you love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. For us, it's a passion. Yes. Uh, we get on stage. We're, we're making love to what we do and to the folks who are listening to us perform and watching us. It's so the hunger it's, and the passion, isn't it? Right. I mean, if you sit down and you try to make it too cerebral, it won't come out right. For us, it's more uh, uh, from the heart. And we just get out there and we just follow how we feel and it all comes out and works out wonderful. It's just that buzz, isn't it, of being on stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with me, with radio, I mean, I've been doing radio 40 years now. Mm-hmm. And I get out of bed and I still look forward to going in, Absolutely. coming in here and doing my radio show. You're passionate about it. Yeah. yeah 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I say to myself, Dave, never let an old man inside your body every morning when I get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So far, so far it's worked. Huh? Well, I can share something with you. Yes, been, please do. I've been singing since I started singing when I was a around three so professionally I've been singing about 
52 years. But I started at three. I've been singing since, okay, about 67 years. And the group has been together um, for 60 years, this past August 15th. Wow, and, that's incredible. Uh, yeah. I grew up in a um, gospel family, and um, my father was a gospel singer, and the late uh, my uncle, the late Johnny Fields, he was one of the founding members of the Five Blind Boys of Alabama. And I had a chance to meet all the gospel singers and be around them. And we just started early. And, and just like Troy was saying, I was taught to sing from the heart, learn the song, not the lyric, but learn the song. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell that story if you know it. And, and that's where I've always been about doing singing, period. I like to know what I'm singing about. And you gents are very blessed, I think, all of you, um, because your voices are still intact. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the radio people that I've worked with over the 40 years, you know, listen to something they did 35 years ago and they Mm. sound a lot different today Mm -hmm. so I would imagine the way you sing I mean I know how you (laughs) sing uh, and and, and your your two band members as well you're blessed right? To to be able to still have the voice intact Mm -hmm. Yes Mm -hmm. we are Fantastic Now then the big one two years ago or a bit longer was the horrible COVID-19 Yeah It came and everybody's worlds were turned upside down That's it How did it affect you individually and as a band as well well we were we didn't work for the two years wow mm-hmm. that we the covid uh, pandemic was high um but i i worked on I, i'm sure we all did i worked on my vocals and um i did some writing mm-hmm. and um so i just kept the energy going and uh, from time to time i would do um shows online songs online for different uh churches or or different events that i will sing you just can't stop can you no no Mm -hmm. we kept going Mm -hmm. there was a lot of singing in the shower then oh yeah right yeah beautiful i wish i could have heard that so saturday's the gig but first of all just before we get there um all three of you who was your inspiration um in the business as a performer or maybe not in the world of music can you name anybody who really you go, that man or that woman, she's my inspiration? For me, uh, Marvin Gaye was a mm. big inspiration. Teddy Pendergrass, Johnny Mathis, believe it or not. My mom used to play Johnny Mathis to help us go to sleep when we were kids. Wow. And I would try to sing like Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Until she heard me and said, shut up, go to sleep. <laughs> You're scaring the neighbors. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, you touched on Marvin Gaye there, and I still mm-hmm. to this day can't get over the fact of the relationship he had with his father, and his father shot him right. dead. Oh, right. Yeah. I right. mean, what a shock that yeah. was. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know the details behind yeah. it, right. so we won't go into that. But yeah. uh, inspiration for you? Well, I really should have been a jazz singer. My mom and pop were straight ahead jazz people. Wow. Yeah, my mom was all of the vocalists. My pop was all of the instrumentalists. Hmm. And what happened, I had this conversation with Gerald talking about that we had a theater in Philly. I'm from Philadelphia called the Uptown Theater, like Mm -hmm. the Apollo. And I would go to these shows. And I think the first show I went to, I was eight. My sister took me to the show. It was a Temptations Review. And Temptations, mm. excuse me, a Motown review, Temptations, Marvin Gaye, the whole bit. Right? I saw Marvin like a hundred times. Mm. And the shows would come to town and they would stay ten days. I never had the audacity to think I could sing. I, my oldest brother put me in a singing group. 
And what happened was all of the other members got drafted for the Vietnam War, and I was too young for the military at the time. So I stayed in the band. And then the band turned into a self-contained band, which meant I was the lead singer. I was the front man, they used to call it. And they used to kick me in the butt and send me out and say, come on, go sing. You got to get, you know. And that's how it started. What a story. And I would mm -hmm. sit and watch, and I was having this conversation with Gerald about the theater, the stage. We would, they would have cartoons, and they would have all these things before the show started. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. when, the, when, the, when the live performances were going to start, you could hear the band tuning up and the lights at the bottom of the stage, and that thick curtain would come up, and I was absolutely in Oz. Mm -hmm. That was it for me. Wow. I was, I was, I was, that was it for me. So I went from that, I think 15 years old, when I made the first dollar I'd ever made. <laughs> and I played it. And it was one dollar, right? Well, it, was, it wasn't much more. It was ten. Yeah. Okay. And we played at a place in Philly. It was a little club, and this place was, it was, it, well, in New York, it's called the Bird Cage. In yes. Cage La Cage mm -hmm. In Philly, it was called uh, the um, some other kind of club. Mm -hmm. And anyway, what it was was a drag review mm -hmm. show. I was 15, and when I saw these cats come backstage, and we got dressed in a, in a, in a, in a storage room where they kept the alcohol, and when they started peeling off clothes, and they were taking oranges out and socks out, the men turned into women. I was like, what? I mean, women turned into men. I was like, what the hell? I was like, what? That was, that was my first professional gig. Mm. And it was crazy. Mm. But from okay. that point on, I just it just kept going, and I started to, uh, being from Philly, they have a million singers in Philly. They got a million musicians in Philly. Sure. And like every other place, like certain cities, we talked about Ohio, we talked about different places, Chicago, everybody has a sound. The sound of Philadelphia didn't exist at that particular time. Mm -hmm. And when I went to see Billy Paul, my mother used to drag me oh, to all these Billy live Paul. shows and I would see all these people. I saw Billy Paul and George Benson. Oh. And at the time, Billy Paul was a jazz singer. He wasn't doing me and Mrs. Jones. Mm -hmm. And George Benson was just a guitar player. He wasn't singing yet. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was sitting there like my feet swinging down at the bar <laughs> watching these shows. And I was kind of, you know, and I still didn't have the audacity to think I could do it like that. And one of my mother's friends was best friends with Patty Bell, and she was auditioning singers. And she said, well, the auditions were closed. And she said, well, tell them to go down anyway. And she, Patty said, "Come, tell them to come down anyway. And I went down, and I got the gig. And he said, the, the musical director said to me, well, what are you doing the rest of your life? I was like... I don't know. I guess I'm singing. <laughs> what a story, and man. And away we went. Beautiful. You know, mm. George Benson, nice guy. I, yeah. I introduced oh, me, him some of these people, in yeah. Cape Town. Some yeah. of these people are, like, unbelievable. But i got to say this again. I'm not gassing, Gerald, with this. I promise you. I have done this thing with a lot of people on the best possible level. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this dude is a living Legend. Sure. Mm -hmm. told, okay, quickly, I'm going to be done because I talk too much. He's still after that pay rise, I'm telling you. He's after more money, <laughs> He Gerald. told me the story about Marvin Gaye. Can I, can I say this on the radio? Of course. Yeah. He said, when Gerald first got the gig with the Manhattans, right? He said, <laughs> he met Marvin Gaye, and Marvin said, he meant it, walked up to him and said, Mr. Gaye, I'm Gerald. He said, I know who you are, and you can sing. <laughs> Gerald told me, he told me, he said, the rest of y'all kiss my ass. <laughs> he said, I can sing. <laughs> and that's the way I felt. Oh, and that is the yeah. way I felt. When he said that, I was like, okay. Well, when I came into the situation, I was like, well, the rest of y'all can go someplace then. Brilliant. Because here yeah. it is. Brilliant. So, you story. know, so I stand in this, like, come on, what? I'm done. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> Gerald, you're a god in the music industry. Who was your influence or inspiration? Well, um, if, if anybody. Yeah. Sam Cooke was my inspiration. Oh, wow. And Mahalia Jackson. I used to have a concert. 
a Sam Cooke concert or Mahalia Jackson concert in my grandmother's living room, my grandparents' living room. Mm-hmm. And nobody be there but me. I put the record on, and I would sing with Mahalia Jackson. I would sing with Sam Cooke. And on top of that, then my uncle, um, you know, had my father and my uncle singing. I was able to meet different gospel singers, you know. Sure. Highway QC, Swan Silvertones, oh, God, Soul Stairs, you know, Dixie Hummingbirds. It was like, yeah, staple singers. Hmm. So, Lovely. Yeah. So, so besides you guys, one of the nicest people I've introduced on stage and spent time backstage with was Lionel Richie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, you must know. I mean, they, yeah. you know everybody. Of, yeah. yeah. Who don't you know? Sweetheart of a Isn't he a lovely guy? Yes, yeah. he is. Now, I'm going to tell you something. a little story about Lionel. <laughs> little story. We met the Commodores. Wow. Back in the early seventies, we we were on a promotional tour, and we played at this club in Tuskegee. And the opening band was the Commodores. Mm. They were the house band. Mm. And <laughs> inside, a few years later, they were bigger than water. Mm. <laughs> of course. You know, but Lionel always stayed the same. Yes. I met, I knew most of the, the few of the guys, but Lionel was always the same. I've called him about different things, and he was always the same Lionel. Just be humble. I'm yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to be. Yeah. You mm-hmm. never know when you meet people what kind of struggles they're facing. So That's I right. say, just be kind. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Civil as that, but a lovely guy. All right. So listen, we could talk all night, but I've got no wine, so, you know, I need to, <laughs> I need to get out of here. <laughs> so, so just... Have you ever been in awe, any of you, of, of any celebrity? Mm. I doubt it. You know, I have to tell you, mm-hmm. uh, we're going back. Right. Mm-hmm. I was in awe of Marvin Gaye. Yeah. We toured with him one complete summer. Mm. And that's when he was going through his problems. Um, but I can say, I can truly say, I don't care. He, he was sometimes inebriated. But I never, ever, 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 ever in the three months that we toured with him heard his voice crack, Mm. heard him sound bad. And when he did sexual healing, he brought the house down. We played the Greek. That was the last show we did with him. I scored with a young lady in Manchester um, dancing with her (laughs) to sexual healing. (laughs) That's the truth. He he went off stage. Mm. And for about three minutes, the band was playing, maybe three or four minutes, he came back on with silk pajamas and bedroom shoes and sang sexual healing. Mm. And that the um, that place went up in smoke. You mm. guys are fantastic men, Honestly. I say, which will live with you forever. Yeah. All right. So Saturday, um, I don't think you've been there as yet, Peter Maritzburg. Mm-hmm. No, okay. we were talking about that. Today. We may yeah. have. We may have played. <laughs> we've, we've done so many cities we've been in, 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 yes. in and about South Africa. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, I think you were in have... Peter Maritzburg. I'm not sure. I, it was Peter something. There's, there's, <laughs> there's no ocean. Let's just say that. No, no, no. Don't no. bring your swimming trunks. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no ocean in Is Peter that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So listen, guys, what, what can we expect at the gig? I know you're just going to get on stage and just do your thing and sing all those beautiful songs that have made you famous. What can we expect? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of songs that requested here we don't normally do in our show. Mm-hmm. So we put some of those in it. Mm-hmm. Rehearse some of those. Also, I mean, we'll be doing songs from our new latest CD. Um, it's new, called, a brand new album just coming. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Called the um, Legacy Continues. 
and we had a number one hit off that <laughs> in the um, indie of U.S. official indie soul chart. We w- charted number one with a song called "What About You" for a few mm. weeks. Well yep. done, man! So, Fantastic. Doesn't stop, does yeah, it? Hey. So we're gonna keep going. We're just gonna, you know, <clears throat> I'm at the point now where I may just stop and say, "Well, what do you want to hear?" Mm-hmm. And if they call it. If I can get the words out, whether the band can play it or not. I'll shout from side stage and say, (laughs) we'll go for it. You know, DJs are frustrated rock stars, and you'll probably hear me sing (laughs) badly. Um, I mean, last time I sang in church, 300 people changed their religion. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. So I'm not going to spoil your set at all. All right. But I really, really do look forward to seeing you on Saturday. I'm going to bring you on stage. If if you'll allow me to. Certainly. All All right. So we will see you then. Any final words from you? Well, we, we... Looking forward to continuing this love affair that we started back in 96, first time we came here. Wow. And yes. it's just grown and grown and grown, that love affair. People so, love you. They yeah. just love you. We they love do. them right back. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and Absolutely. We always say, every time that we've made a tour, had a tour in South Africa, we always use the phrase that we're coming home. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way we were made to feel from day one. Welcome day home. One. So, welcome you. home. Yes. Thank you. And we look forward to seeing you on Saturday night doing your thing in Peter Marisco. Oh, yeah. <laughs>